So I'm quickly realizing, Blake, that the Dylan's not going to watch wrestling anymore and has left the podcast a bit is in fact not a bit. Uh, the more I'm starting to worry, yeah, that the I'm starting to worry that the hiatus is not kayfabe now. Yeah, uh, earlier I was like, "Hey D," and I honestly said this jokingly. Haha, is your hiatus over from uh, wrestling? Expect you to be like, "Yeah, let's just, let me let me jump up in them guts." Instead, it's is Kenny Omega back? <laughs> Then I'm not fucking back. I'm like, okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know what, bud? In wrestling, that's that. That's that. T- you got to take time off to heal those injuries. And <laughs> I think that I think that Dylan's heart was injured the most <laughs> when Britt Baker won. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. And I signed an NDA that meant I couldn't talk about one of the biggest news stories this week, Scotty Moore! Uh, coin flip, Blake Tanner. Holy shit, man. God, that was such a... It was such a weird so, moment. You know so, what I mean? It was, but it was also from the moment that I heard the coin flip, I was freaking out. Yeah. So to to the people who don't know what just coin flip means, uh, Kazuchika Okada came out tonight uh, on the yes, Go Home episode of Dynamite, Dynamite and mm. uh, made uh, made us all shitted and farted our pants. And I, it was so weird that, cause like he just came out and just like a, not even a well-fitting t-shirt, like an ill-fitting t-shirt. He just, I don't know why they thought that was, cause it was, it was the least Okada Okada has ever (laughs) It was like if the Undertaker's (laughs) gong hit and he came out and like a tourist, I just was on uh, late night. In a fucking Hawaiian shirt. A Hawaiian shirt and then a a hat that was like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel and he got it when they were on vacation in NYC. (laughs) Oh, shit. It was it was the most unokata thing I've ever seen him wear, which is saying something. At which point I realized, <clears throat> and I'm sure this storyline had to have been fucked to hell and back mm. by the injuries and whatnot. So I do oh, not, yeah, yeah. I do not fault them for it. But God, <clears throat> this storyline's been fucking weird, huh? Hangman oh. is like, I want to fight Okada. Then Jay White wins the title, and then Hangman's like. I don't give a fuck. I want to fight Okada. And then Jay White comes out and is like, you'll never fight me, mate. And he's like, I did. I don't want to fight you. I want to fight want Okada. I want to fight Okada. Where is Okada? And then Adam Cole walks out like, hey, wait, who's talking about fighting Okada? I'm fighting Jay White. Fuck. I want to fight Jay White. God damn it. I'm Adam Cole, baby. Honestly, Adam Cole has been the like, best part of this storyline. Because it's just I been- do love it. Like, I love a <laughs> shit heel Adam Cole is so great. Like, I am loving. He's bringing. He's getting me back again after I've been da- down on him. It's just everything going wrong for him every single yes. week is 
fucking great. We'll we'll get into the the Adam Cole situation later. I think with him, it's an interesting character study to see uh, with with Adam Cole to see a guy who was essentially like. And I know, like, people will wrestle cringe me for this. But a guy who was like Hogan in the NWO. He was the leader of the (laughs) biggest faction of a company for a lengthy amount of time. And now seeing that character go into the realm of, like, the realm of AEW where he's not a top dog. And also, maybe his boys don't have his back. Perhaps they do. I don't know. Like, it's very, it's a lot more fun to me to see that kind of character play out. Yeah, it's like you gotta, you gotta adjust being back down in the, uh, in the pond with the rest of the fish. Yes. In the, you know, being a, being a normal sized fish in a pond with tons of other normal sized fish, but normal sized fish are just above average competitors. Yeah. Uh, well, in other news, uh, well, actually, firstly, at one point during the main event, I just kind of had this almost like epiphany come to Jesus realization moment when I just looked up at my screen and I saw fucking Tanahashi wrestling Chris Jericho on a casual Wednesday night and Tony Khan's yeah. just like, yeah, fuck it. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do tonight. And everyone's hey, just like, yeah, this, this is normal now. <laughs> this is just what we <laughs> get now. It's like this is this is what Forbidden Door Month is is, and this is what we want it to be. So you better get used to this. Yeah, exactly. I I, I want Forbidden Door to become such a regular part of life because I just this has been so fucking great. Yeah, um, it's uh, they are in chat, so I'm gonna call out the Wrestle Baby themselves, Big Mike, who was like forgive me for this and i'm like oh you're about to say some dumb shit ain't you uh and it was like i is it i feel disappointed in the build-up for forbidden door like it, i'm not sold on this pay-per-view yet at which point i was like well firstly i can't do anything for you son it says, it says you can't you can't just call Call Big Mike's opinion stupid. That's okay. It's okay to be disappointed in the buildup, but it's wrong to be disappointed in the buildup. Well, I, the way I explained it, and I'm this is—I'll see if you agree with me as well—is that most AEW pay-per-views are like an Avengers movie, where it's kind of like the previous fewer months, everything that's happened in the previous months have all built to this one thing. Whereas Forbidden Door is a little bit more like Multiverse of Madness or No Way Home, where it's like, if you really like this one thing, you're gonna fucking love this shit. Forbidden Door requires what I would call like moderate to advanced level wrestling knowledge. I thought it's not something you learn in wrestle. If you if you want (laughs) enjoying Forbidden Door requires a moderate to severe amount of virginity. And you know what? We've got that in spades here. No, we don't. (laughs) I I have a child. That's right. You have a child. Anyways, Young Bucks tag champs, baby bitchless got what was coming to Fuck. him. <laughs> bitchless, oh poor little bitchless, because immediately, immediately, oh he, Working, daddy put him in his place. Daddy put him down, and then said, "Your actual daddy's dead." <laughs> I was like, "It's over." Fucking Christian. 
we'll get into Christian. Oh, yeah. you, you believe me, son. I, I cannot wait. Mm. Uh, the Young Bucks are tag champs again, which makes me very, very happy. To the Jungle Man, the Jungle Man's been dethroned. I feel like this is a good opportunity to give Jungle Boy some much-needed character development. Someone earlier was like, I know it's kind of what made him popular, but holy fuck, that cannot be his theme music, because when a heel comes out and is like, yo, your dad's fucking dead, and I'ma fuck your mom in front of you, <laughs> and then you hear, oh, whoa, 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 doesn't exactly fit the tone that well. Do you think this is a bit, this is going to mark the eventual turn of Jungle Boy into just Jack Perry? Uh, no, I think this is going to lead, unfortunately, to Dudasaurus, the, the luchador who's just a dude and not a dinosaur at all. <laughs> I, think, I think that's, that's what's going to be coming up is the great Dudasaurus is going to rise. You say that's a joke, but man, Dudasaurus. <laughs> Dudasaurus. Um, man. Got his back. Of all, of all months, though, for, for Ben Door to happen, for it to be the month where it's like, hey, bud, Jeff Hardy, he gone. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, fuck it, out. CM Punk, out. Oh, Ouch. oh, you're gonna do the New Japan show. Well, by the way, Kenny Omega, out. Mm -mm. Who do you got left? Yeah. You got Mox. Bring me, which, bring me your Moxley's. Which, I'm gonna be honest, I, I am super psyched about the Mox Tanahashi match. Like, that's fucking three years in the making. Hell yeah. yes, give it to me. I love Tanahashi so fucking. Yes. He, he is, Although, you know the meme of, like, this is the ideal male body, you may not like it, but, like, this is what big performance looks like? That's <laughs> yes. me every time I see Tanahashi. I'm like, that's it. That's the body. Yep, it's like, this man can come back from any injury. Every injury. Um, yep. And God, fucking... God bless uh, him for I think it. that is the only feud that's had, like any actual build-up in the past, and it wasn't even build-up they intended. Yeah. So, um, and also, uh, speaking of Soul Man Danny B, um, God, that segment. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to pop at Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson Ooh. just being like, yeah, there's gonna be a dude yep. who replaces me. And it's like, no, he built oh, it up. Fuck. He built it up so well, and he kayfabed it so well, which I appreciate about him. It was not a... It was not a, uh, because, like, the last three times he's had to do this, it's been, like... It's always been, like, I'm gonna have to retire. I, it, I'm sorry. It, it was it's, literally, like, these are my last words on Earth. As soon as I step out of this ring, I will die. Like, that's how the last three have went. So this one, he was just, like, you know what? I'm injured, but fuck Chris Jericho. Am I right? Yeah, he's like, I am so, I love that he added that on because it's a subversion of the Brian trope at this point. Yeah, where <laughs> where he was like, there's bad news and there's good news. The good news is I'm going to be fucking back. I don't give a shit. I'm, yeah, the good news is I'm going to be fine yeah, is it, the thing. It Because like usually in one of these speeches, that usually comes off as almost a, a fearful thing of like, all right, mm -hmm. y'all, but never say never. And, you know, I'll, I'll always be be around the corner 
Daniel was like, I will fucking be back. I don't it's give like, a shit. My head is fine. My head is fine. <laughs> As he gives the crazy eyes, so I'm like, Brian? Hey, Brian Danielson, how's your head? At which point, breathe. I've had no complaints, and then pulls it back in. This is my I Love Lucy reboot I'm working on with Brian Danielson. I'm sorry. Uh, I Love Brie mode. Yeah, so um, we gotta talk about it. I know we don't talk about WWE, but we gotta fucking talk about it. Okay, no, I, I I threw this idea out there, but I'm gonna do it. Welcome to Old School Fight Boys. Yeah. It's the... Professional wrestling podcast about not so in professional professional wrestling, but the old times. That's right, because um, big news this week out of WWE. Uh, Sami Zayn is now using Roman's moveset at live events. And holy shit, that's my favorite thing on the fucking planet. I was like, we know, gotta right? talk about that this week. I just had to, the Superman punch. Oh, shit. Oh, I when you hit him with the Sami so- Spear. <laughs> the Sami Spear. He's literally like fucking getting into it. Like he's pulling his hair back and is just fully now. I love that. They were like, okay, Roman's not working live events anymore. What should we do? Let's turn this this ginger Canadian man into, into the Roman, new Reigns. Roman Reigns. I I'm just I'm so into it. I'm so into it that Sammy is in that kind of position in WWE where they could just like give him whatever and he gets to fucking have fun with it. Is and it, he gets in high profile shit. Is it possible that Roman Reigns left his tactical vest backstage one day and Sammy grabbed it and put it on and then he looked inside there's the, the inside pocket it was like and now you are the new Roman Reigns. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it's the Roman Clause. <laughs> the Roman Clause, exactly. Okay, so speaking of injuries, Biggie. Oh looks yeah, like he's doing good. Yeah, Biggie Big is looking like he's doing very good. Every vi- he was he sent a video that was like my neck's fucking fine. It made me so happy. Um, he threw his uh, neck brace in the trash. Oh. So you know how Sonny killed a dude? Oh, yeah. I was like, you know, I I don't need a segue for this. I'm just going to get into it. In case you're wondering how fucked she is, her attorney filed a motion to be withdrawn from representing her. Yeah, man, that's fucking crazy. You know how fucking bad this shit has to be for the lawyer to walk in and be like, I'm not fucking Mm-mm. doing this. I'm Mm-mm. not doing this. I may be, I may, this person may, like, require legal representation, but it ain't me. <laughs> but I will not be that legal representation. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And other news, mm. like, we've got to get to, uh, we got to get to the America's favorite mall. Because First Wrestling is running a show in the Mall of America, which is the most buckwild shit ever. I, for some reason, just thought the Mall of America did not exist anymore. No, baby, it's still there. I think a lot of people die on the roller coaster, but outside of that, like, it's a fun I, little place. 
No, I'm pretty sure the roller coaster is where people go to die at this point. <laughs> Just a very old man. Put me up there, Susan. Time for Grandpa's last ride. Thank you. Oh, I want to fly again like when <laughs> I was a young pup back in the war. Let me fly, Evelyn. One last time. Time. I want to remember what it was like Fuck. shooting down the Jerry's. Oh my god. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know who else won't be flying with the angels? Instead's probably gonna go to hell. It's the thief who stole Warhorse's car. Ugh. Seemed like a harsh punishment on my end, I know, it's just like... The, I, 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 I get it, though. Like, <laughs> someone stole Warhorse's car, like, hell unto them. I do enjoy uh, the headline, which reads, This is from Wrestling, a professional news website. Thief, who does not rule ass, steals Warhorse's car. And then, even better, I had not seen the tweet yet, and it's just war horse in all caps. Somebody stole my fucking car! Uh, when you get to work things out in kayfabe, I wonder how therapeutic that is. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's been doing some stuff on Dark, which makes me very excited. Speaking of people who've been doing exciting things, let's talk about my good boy Effie, who I love so much. Who's in a new show on Netflix? It's called Dead End Paranormal Park, and it's kind well, not spawns. It's just a very, very good show, and uh, you should check it out. It's got a, a trans lead. It's very kind of, I'd consider it Gravity Falls adjacent. It's also got like a lot of big early Tumblr vibes, which you know, it's good for some people. It's good for very good for me. But yeah, check out Paranormal Park. They're mm -hmm. like number three on Netflix for kids right now. And if we can get that to number one, who knows? Maybe we get a new season. That means more Effie. And we all love Effie. So yeah. We do love Effie. Watch Dead End. Uh, actually, he talked about that on the sessions, which, uh, speaking of, I, she's my pseudo baby face of the week as well. I listened to Nyla Rose on the sessions with Renee Paquette. That is such a good fucking episode. Man, I... Fucking uh, Nyla Rose is just the best. Like yeah. she's so great. Uh, but yeah, Effie Effie was on that, and uh, he goes, "Anyone who hires me, I'm just gonna come in, and they're gonna say just be Effie. It works." And you know what? There's a little bit of yeah. laziness to that, and I have never felt something in my bones deeper <laughs> than that, that exact sentiment. That is, <laughs> fuck, dude. That's. That's how I exist. <laughs> that's my that's the That's the, yeah, that's the state with which I exist. That's not even my mantra or my life motto. That is just what I am. Yes. Uh, also, very, very good news. Um, the Japanese government recently passed legislation that raised the punishment for online insults to up to one year in prison and a fine of 300,000 yen, which is about $2,000, 200 um, and, you know, after the shit with Hanukkah and Mura, like, that's, it's really nice to see a government be like, hey, yeah, probably this horrible website, you should get some punishment if you do some shit on it. Especially uh, a government as weirdly, like, socially conservative as Japan is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but, but, you know, um, 
You, fuck, give me money. Patreon.com slash load of BS. You get early access to uh, fun fiction when that releases. You get special shows like Wrestling History X, where we take deep dives into some of our favorite moments in wrestling history. It's all there at Patreon.com slash load of BS. Or just get a fun shirt. Yep. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Get shirt. We got shirts. All right, Blakey T, the big, uh, it's time for the big deal. Who are we tweeting this week? Trying to kill time. Do you have any good ideas? I, well, I'm trying to go down the, um, the Garcia rabbit hole. Cause we knew Garcia oh. was good at replying. It was very frequently replying to people. Yeah. Hey, at Tony Khan. Toru Yano. Versus. Malachi Black. Book it. <laughs> Hashtag Conwatch. Oh no, damn it. <laughs> big uh, big Mike Big Mike had a good one in chat, but I was on a different screen. Uh can you tweet Andrade and ask where Rush is? <laughs> Shit. Here's the thing. They're building up to a New Japan pay-per-view, so not much point getting any of the triple A guys involved at all. Like earlier, uh, Dylan was like, "Did Penta win?" Or I'm like, "No, no, he came into a coming into the match with a very big weakness." Triple A. That that is what happened to Andrade too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who yeah. works with Triple A basically got like fully blue balled out of Forbidden Door because Triple A's fucking weird, I guess. I've never heard, and I know Triple A has good matches. I assume Triple A has good matches, but I've never heard anything good about triple a like my when i think triple a i think of that botchamania episode that's all from that one triple a uh pay-per-view yeah see that's the thing i know triple a has good matches and cards because i know the people that come from triple a yeah but i never see them in triple a <laughs> i just know you did it once i don't know anything else all right, should we get into our heels and baby faces before we make our predictions? Yes, how shall we start? I guess we gotta start with some heels, and... Uh, I, oh, wait, one of mine was the guy who stole Warhorse's car. Uh, you wanna, you wanna go first on this, this heel thing? I will. I'll keep mine brief, because it's real-life heel, and I'm kinda sick of this shit. <laughs> Seriously, fuck this guy. Yeah, so Glenn Jacobs fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck that guy in the town he's mayor of. No, I really <laughs> like that town. Knoxville is take it or leave it. Everything, like, in the Smoky Mountains from Sevierville on, I would protect that with my life. <laughs> but Glenn Jacobs' Toilet City could just go eat a fat one. That's a good um, city. I went to go see Jeff Jarrett in that city. <laughs> There are probably a lot of things that are better in Knoxville than they are in Birmingham, but I bet there's some things that are worse, goddammit. <laughs> um, so yeah, Glenn was uh, tweeting out some shit about gas prices and doing the fun, trendy thing of people have done for many years and blaming gas prices on presidents. Well, guess what? Gas prices don't really give a shit about who the president is. <laughs> that's not how gas prices work, Glenn. Glenn, buddy, that's it's not, not how, how gas prices work. That ain't how gas prices do. Nope, but gas prices work because fucking corporate greed loves to take advantage of situations. 
and they can up their prices. They're just seeing how much they can, man. It's a big fucking shit. It's corporate conspiracies, goddammit. But also, Glenn Jacobs is trying to blame it all on the president, who, like I said, one single figure, no matter how high their position in America, doesn't really have a, the ability to change shit when it comes to gas prices. Also, boo to Dustin Rhodes oh, for agreeing no. with Glenn. Oh, no, Dustin. Calling people that believe that jabronis. Oh, wait. Yeah. He's fucking, oh god, I wish I had not clicked on this Instagram video again, because he's in front of a BP, like, gas station, talking about how Biden's to blame for all the gas prices. Shit. Did he have the little thing that he, that you put to your, <laughs> that he puts to his throat when he was fucking Kane? <laughs> that's what he, that's what he'll use in court one day to get sympathy, I guarantee it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I wasn't there on the 6th. It's not true. <laughs> oh, shit. So on to, my, just... uh, on to my heel of the week. And I know th this, is, this one might be a little personal for me. Um, because it is a wrestler who I have on this podcast gone on record and said, this is one of my favorite current wrestlers. I believe at the time said, this is my favorite wrestler. But man, stop bullying Adam Cole. Yo, I know. Okay. Well, yeah. Can I also add to my just, just old school guys who I want to say you suck this week. I'll add Glenn Jacobs, Dustin Rhodes, and Booker T onto that one. God, Booker's on some real shit lately. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like when Cole first got to AEW. It was it was very exciting. Uh, then the Cassidy feud kind of was weird because it was like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, they can't have him feud for a title immediately. Weird first one to go with, but okay. But yeah, it's fine. Uh, so that was that was fine. Um, then the Hangman rivalry, I didn't mind, but that's when it started to kind of fall into the Red Dragon trap of every single Cole match. Red Dragon interferes, and that I under I understand why they got iffy at that point and i can understand like i you said earlier your fandom of adam cole was kind of waning and so was mine but then yeah suddenly, my, and it was because of the booking yeah the booking man but then suddenly the internet all at once was like no it's because he's skinny fat and needs to get some muscle on them wings you gotta get adam cole in the gym put him on the roads gas him up big man honk honk and i'm like fucking yeah bad boy he looks the exact same <laughs> as he always has. Like when he was on top in NXT and like unstoppable, he looked the exact fucking same, dude. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Would I like to see some boulder shoulders on Adam Cole? Sure. Why not? But like, he don't need them. And he's entertaining as hell on his own. He's just got weird booking right now. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He's never needed it because, like, guess what? When the world actually loved Adam, like, when the world was all like, yeah, we're great with Adam Cole, and they didn't see any problems with it, he looked almost the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, on to baby faces of the week. And like I said, one of mine is Nyla. Because just fuck it, I love Nyla in general. Like, at one point, Renee was like, once people started to realize you were the greatest Twitter follow of all time, 
was there stress? And I was like, yeah, there was stress. Sometimes I think about not tweeting, but, you know, for the most part, I just keep tweeting. <laughs> they fucking roll. I, I love Nyla Rose so much, but it it is the re- I will go first because it is a good transition because my baby face of the week is also a heel of the week. Fucking Christian, man. Let's Christian. go, boys. Let's go. We finally getting heel Christian. We are getting the best kind of heel Christian. He released a new shirt that says "Worked Everyone." I hate him. I hate him. Someone was like, Luchasaurus has got to pull off that mask and reveal that he's been Tyson Tomko the whole time. The Kristen Coalition pulls one over. Uh, Yeah, no, I (laughs) adored that promo this week. Um, I love this concept of Christian the mastermind. And this was a heel turn that, A, if you went back and looked, like it was never a betrayal kind of of the character. Like, you could tell Christian always was simply there to be a coach, not to be their friend. Um, so yeah. that, that was fun. And for him to be like, it, it was a very logical story. And I loved that of him just be like, well, I said, fuck Jungle Boy. So I looked him up. Then I realized people liked him a lot. And I realized, hey, if I manage this kid, probably going to get some money out of it. Well, guess what? I'm not getting money anymore. Fuck this kid. I'm out. I'm, I'm my name's Christian Cage. I'm a fuck your mom and talk shit about your dad. Let's go. Oh wait, your dad's dead. Oh wait, I can't. Fuck. Your dad's dead. Uh that one I I will say that was um that was the one bit of the promo where I was like, okay, no, a little bit too far. A little bit too far there, Christian. Uh I it did was, it, which probably, is feels weird but... to say a few seconds after I'm like but you know what was real cool? That moment Christian said how badly Jungle Boy's mom wants to fuck him. I was like, that rules, but don't make fun of his dead dad. But uh, yeah, no, I love it. I also adored the kind of post-promo segment with Luchasaurus. Because A, Christian played Cowardly Heel perfectly, but then that moment of like, fucking think about Marco. <laughs> Why about Remember what Marco? Remember, Remember Marco? Remember what happened to Marco? That, I, like, I audibly gasped. I was like, holy shit, they brought up Marco. They brought Marco into this shit. Let's fucking go, boys. Um. So, yeah, no, I, I adore that. I like him playing the mind games. I can't wait for Dudasaurus to make his appearance after Christian gets his mind tanglers into him. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that is my baby face of the week, the man called Cage. Ah. Uh. Which is just wonderful, because my baby face of the week is probably going to be a lot shorter, because H is back, baby. We're getting back the into fuck NXT. What does that mean? What does that even mean? He's back. That's all you need. It's like, he, come, he walks in, takes a small sip of water, doesn't spit it in the air. No, no, he's taking, he's taking it easy these days. <laughs> and he just says... I'm back. Uh, I love the tweet. The tweet is so fucking good because the tweet's just like, uh, according to sources at the WWE Performance Center, Paul Levesque has been quoted as saying he's back. Don't know what the fuck that means. Um, yeah, we don't know if that means in NXT or like in the ring or like what the fuck. But he's back, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's 100% it. Yeah. 
So yeah, he's yeah, he's still going. I'll tell you what, he's he's still he doing the thing. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah, basically, um, because this is that was one of the bigger like every every now and then you'd think about it. It's just like, oh man, I hope Triple H is doing okay. I don't it, that's want him to how die. I think about Kenny Omega every single day. I'm just like, and I don't mean like a I hope he's okay like in physical therapy. I'm just like I hope Kenny's having a good day. I'm just like I hope Kenny got some fun video game time in. Maybe got to eat some spaghettios, like whatever yeah. his go-to treat is. I just hope that for Kenny Omega every day. Uh, uh I, I just want him to be okay. I want him to tweet, so I know he's okay. But you know who I re- what? If you if you take the words hope and Kenny Omega and put them in a bag, you know what the third words are probably gonna be forbidden door. Because God, I hope he shows up there as well. That was a terrible transition, mm-hmm. but you know what, Blake? We gotta make some predictions right now. For, for yeah. Oh. What? You good? I I didn't put in any predictions. Well, Uh, Blake is uh, doing this one one live, folks. All right, pre-show. We've got the New Japan Young Boys, who I did not bother to learn their names, going up against the ass-claimed boys. Yeah. Blake, I don't know if you're aware of this. Um... But new studies have been uh, performed lately, and they've done some double-blind studies as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just hard to get, like, a, a large enough sample size. But they finally managed to, and the results came back positive. That everybody loves the acclaimed! <laughs> Fucking yes. Uh, we also have Dylan's predictions as well. Uh, we all have the ass-claimed boys uh, coming out victorious. Up next, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. Because, and we're we're gonna ignore what this means about the New Japan Women's scene. <laughs> just bring <laughs> someone from Stardom, Tony. Like, just bring someone. Like, yeah. But uh, I know it sounds like it'd be easy enough. Yeah. I. I anyways, uh, I, we all have Thunder Rosa. I really adore tony storm like really uh, this one was a tough one for me between the two but i i still think it is not it's not the time in rosa's reign yet i i guess no i just don't see her losing it yet especially like i it was i mean uh no i don't see it like what i mean it's almost similar like where hangman was with cm punk but at that point hangman felt a little bit more like he had proved himself but then also him losing the title is an amazing next step in his story. Whereas I don't, right. see, I don't see that being a great next step for the story of Thunder Rosa. So yeah, we all, uh, we, we all have Thunder Rosa for this. Then how Tony Khan, this fucking sociopath just on a casual Wednesday night being like, yo, Hiromu sting <laughs> Darby. Allen. Like he just like, let's fucking go boys. It, it this is what we fucking got this is what we got boys tony tony put so many matches together it broke excalibur to try to name them all yeah uh so it legitimately broke excalibur this week on dynamite he had to stop and compose himself trying to say all the names afterwards did you hear where like <laughs> tony was like said something like good job excalibur and jay was like he can't talk to you right now he's dead <laughs> he he's cannot paralyzed. talk He's passed out. 
Oh, uh, the uh, then it is Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takage and Hiromo Takahashi, aka Lij, versus the Young Bucks and ELP El Fantasmo and Hikaleo of Bullet Club. We all have Bullet Club for 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 life. Mostly in my, it's not even because it's. It's not even because it's Bullet Club for me. I've done it because I'm like, the Bucks just got the titles. They're not going to lose on a pay-per-view. Yeah, but also like Bullet Club. Yeah, but also like Bullet Club. It's like Bullet Club. (laughs) And then Zack Sabre Jr. is going to take on a man who the greatest professional wrestler of all time said was capable of going toe-to-toe technically with Zack Sabre fucking Jr. and then being violent enough to handle blood and guts and also is worthy of joining the Blackpool fucking combat club. In other the words... The Ryback! Fucking... Claudio's fucking God, coming, Claudio. baby. Claudio, Claudio is coming. Man, I gotta. I will. I assume that somebody that they built up that much, I will not be disappointed with. But from the moment that you planted the Claudio seed in my brain, yeah, I'm think I might have a heart attack. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I am so overjoyed because I cannot wait to see him be him like he he had a pretty steady uh, library of independent stuff before he got to wwe but also like i'd argue he got good in wwe so now it's like because like dan danielson came into wwe done <laughs> he was done uh so like when he came to aew it was like oh good we get to see what we used to see but maybe a little bit better with claudio i'm like it's gonna be oh. fucking insane. Yeah, like it's gonna be it's gonna be the wild shit, man. Like he's going to he's going to do all of the things that he did that we loved him for in WWE, mm-hmm. but he is going to do it and he may very well win. Yeah. Which is why I have TBD. You two cowards put TBD. I just wrote fucking Claudio on the sheet. I was like, <laughs> uh-uh. I um not since hold um, on hold on let me just tb claudio there we go not since um the last time i saw this type of excitement was when i used to one of my ex-girlfriends adored disney i took her to see frozen for the first time and she grabbed onto the seat in front of her and just like stared in awe at the majesty that was frozen that was me when dan danielson was like I'm going to get somebody who I think is uh, capable of being as technically minded as me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Fuck. I, I do love, I love the subtle little, uh, little hints too, that he throws in there. It's just like fucking, um, oh, you want me to tell you? Oh, no, yeah. I came out of the bad guy tunnel this week. I'm not telling you shit. I love that. He's so fucking great. I love that man so much. He's one of those people that I adore, but I would hate to meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm positive he would be the most boring human being on the planet. But also I'm like, but fucking respect for what you do, mate. I'm not here to talk yep. about herbs for the next hour and a half, but you fucking go do you, man. 
He's one of those people that I'm sure if I met in real life, I would listen to a lot, oh, but not yeah. talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which is good. It's fine. I'm I I I listen a lot, so that would be probably more my speed if I met Brian Danielson. Yeah. So the uh, then but. we got the IWGP US Championship on the line as fucking Tony Khan snorts a line mm. of coke and is like, "We got Osprey for the show. Mm-hmm. Who should we put him against?" OC's healed. OC. Fucking Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, you're gonna give you're gonna give the bird man a fight. Fucking fight him, Cassidy. Fuck. Oh god. I uh, so... adored there was a spot during their match this week where Osprey tries for one of his big fancy flippy dip bullshits over the top rope to the outside, and he lands on his feet, and Cat Orange Cassidy's just like leaning against the ring, like looking <laughs> real chill. Yeah, no, um, we all have Will Ospreay, because, duh. Oh, yeah, but this is, oh, uh, like, this is just gonna I be can, one of those matches it's where it's just like, I wanna see him yeah, tear it up. Yeah, it's that, I, and it's cause it's like, it's a title match which kind of made it clear, because you're not gonna send Orange Cassidy to New Japan, to New Japan like, every yeah. few months. Uh, then we have got the tag team triple threat, which Blake is kind of lucked out on being the last to pick there. Um, but <laughs> I uh, I got FTR, a.k.a. the correct answer, which I do. I actually really do enjoy this storyline of FTR, which is we're going to get literally they're like sharks in the ocean and they're grabbing every single little fish on the way to the biggest fish, the AEW tag titles. And that is going to make it seem as much as I think it's going to be Bucks FTR three where this happens and then the the FTR ends up winning it signifying they're the best tag team of all time which is gonna make me mad but whatever um I I I enjoy that because they keep winning all these belts that matchup no longer looks like FTR as an underdog versus the Bucks being like the big guys it is now like oh wait a minute the Sharks are coming to eat the Bucks yeah. Uh, but Dylan had yeah. United Empire, uh, Great O'Con, and uh, Luke Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Not Luke Hobbs. Oh, I get, which I guess means I'm stuck with Rapongi Vice, huh? Rapongi, Rapongi Vice. I I will mm. say Dylan was talking earlier about like how much they lean towards New Japan booking, and if they do, like. Yeah. The amount of times I've been spoiled by Rapongi Vice winning when I'm like, no, there's no fucking way, and then they do. You might be in good good um, hands right now. Then, um... Yeah, if only. A fatal... Tony fucking Khan needs to stop. He's a Hold fucking on. menace. No. <laughs> he needs to continue. He needs to see. I want to see how far he'll fucking go. I, well, yeah, with me... Okay, it's the fatal four-way. Jay White, Okada, Paige, and Adam Cole for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I'm so, once again, fuck it, Tony, you can't, Tony, you can't do this. But when they were setting it up in the ring, I was sitting there going, don't do a tag match. Like, that's just going to be like the disappointing cherry on this weird, disappointing storyline. And then Tony said, no, they're all going to fight each other, my friend. There will be no tag team alliances. They will all come together and do brawl. God, he's just like, yeah, he's taken that. Oh, you remember this is this is triggering your WWE PTSD right now, isn't it? 
isn't it? Yeah, it's feel like the two. Yeah, it's like where they just put them in a tag team. But no, we're gonna do it better. Fuck! Yeah. I'm so. <sighs> I'm so choked <sighs> up. So uh, I'm breathing with the switchblade because I mean he just he literally just got the fucking belt. Like that's the other issue I have with this one is like once again. Paige's goal was never to win the IWGP belt. It was to fucking fight Okada. And now he's got to deal with those two dipshits getting in the way now. Yeah, and it's just like, they'll find a way to fight each other. They'll yeah. do something where, like, the ha- back half of this match is just Paige and Okada or some shit. That's the other reason I have it as Jay White, is I'm like, they're going to build to an Okada Page stare down. Those two beat the shit out of each other. Jay White sneaks in last minute, like Sling Blade takes him out. Uh, Blade Runner, one, two, three, it's over. Uh, so that's why I have Jay White. Dylan has Okada, which is a, a, a very good second option. And then Blade. Yeah. And it's bad because, like, it's not that Hangman Page is a bad third choice because he's not. It's just the fact that it's for something that we know is going away in a year. Yeah. It's like he's not going to be. He's not going to be the person to win it because that means that he would be going away to New Japan, which means that he would not be in AEW. This is such an interesting concept of doing a talent swap, though. Like, just for one year, like, not not like Paige or Cole or anybody like that, but like someone like a Wheeler Yuta or a Danny Garcia winning, like, say, like a junior heavyweight belt going to New Japan for a year and then returning the next year, possibly even holding the same belt. Fuck, that's it. That's an enthralling idea. Even if you don't watch the matches he's in, it's just this idea of like, you could even report on it on AEW television, like these small segments every week of like who they're fighting, what's going on. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that could be very fun. You know what wasn't fun hearing the announcement of this next matchup as Eddie Kingston and his husband's sons take on t- a, <laughs> a team that I've dubbed Team Suzuki. What the fuck? Because it's I crit- I like uh, <laughs> I like Dylan's name, which is Murder Grandpa and Accomplices. Yeah, and then you have Eddie and the kids. Um, yeah, it's Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. Ver- Versus the most fucking unhinged combination of three individuals Tony Khan could have ever written down. I just, I was so blown away when everyone was just like, it's Suzuki. Like, what? Yeah. Shooter. What? Because, like, I don't. Why is it Suzuki? Well, it's weird because, like, Jericho already had. A trio. Jericho had a trio and he wouldn't have even had to wrestle with like 2.0 and Garcia or alternately him and 2.0 or anything. So at that point, it's like, okay, well, let's add in a third person. Well, then Sammy shows up. It's like, oh, okay. So it's going to be Sammy, Jericho, and then probably Hager or something. Incorrect. It's going to be Sammy, Jericho, and Minoru fucking Suzuki. <laughs> I just, I, it's just like I know that the only uh, the, uh, to me, there's a legitimate reason that I could see Suzuki coming out here and being like, 
I get to fuck with people that John Moxley cares about. I'll do it. Okay, I have now figured out how to fix this pay-per-view. And it's just one swap of individuals and matches. And it's Chris Jericho now facing Will Ospreay. So Orange Cassidy and Minoru Suzuki can finally have that fucking match that we've been waiting for for years. I'd love to see Jericho and Ospreay go at it. I'd like to see Osprey's talents against Jericho, and I adore seeing Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. I don't, I don't, I don't think the universe could handle that match. Yeah. Uh, so me and you have Eddie and the kids. Dylan has Murder Grandpa and his accomplices. Then, we which is ha- like, I got it's fair. You gotta, you gotta die on the Suzuki Hill when it comes up. One of us has to. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have the All Atlantic Championship matchup, where. Once again, Tony Khan just be big dicking it out here, I guess, because we are going to see Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Tomohiro Ishii. Tony, stop! I, fuck, this is another one where I'm just like, okay, this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, Pack, Black, Miro, like all of those is just uh, massive, thick, athletic. This is an athletic match. Yeah, Um, this is like, this is going to be a great match. And then it's just like, but hold on. And then he throws in the boulder that is Ishii and the man who is immovable. And I I don't think um, any of us picked Ishii because it is the All Atlantic Championship. And Blake, correct me if I'm wrong. I won't believe Japan's on the Atlantic Ocean. It ain't on the Atlantic. It's surrounded by the Pacific and the Sea of Japan. Oops. So I got a feeling he's not going to win it. Uh, It would be a a sell, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, So I I got Pac. He's been there since the beginning. And I feel like a lot of the first, like, the first guys who were there have gotten their bit so far. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he's one of the few that have not gotten a championship, in my opinion, that have really deserved it. So, yeah, pick. I got pick. And Dylan's got black. (laughs) And I've got God on my side. Actually, no, I don't. I have the man who is going to kill God, Miro. He's so good, and I think he's a babyface now, which is even funnier that you've got this giant babyface Bulgarian talking around killing God, and it's like, that's the good guy. I love that he is a babyface that goes around saying that he will kill God and piss on his grave. Yeah. Uh, So It's like... (laughs) Yeah. Oh... I want my boy Miro to win it so bad. I do too, but like he had his TNT title reign. Black's a little bit, I feel like a little bit more seasoning. I wouldn't mind seeing it on uh, Black. And then, uh, I mean, like, that just left Pack. And once all the other options are uh, eradicated, the only logical answer is what's left. And then in the. Ishii. Yes. And then in the main event, t- fucking Tony Khan had to do it. So the man was like, oh, I don't have CM Punk or Brian Danielson or all these talents, huh? I can still fuck it up. Fuck you. I'm Tony Khan. John Moxley versus Tanahashi. And uh, once again, the big, uh, the big New Japan-based curse comes into play. Of, well, they ain't gonna give it to the guy who's from Japan. 
Because they got to stay here. <laughs> and I don't think Tana wants to stay in America. Yeah, although I don't know. He might he might want to have a long vacation. That's, yeah. he, he's looking at fucking Shinsuke Nakamura and he's like, American retirement doesn't look too bad. <laughs> it looks pretty dope. Um, yeah, it's it's interim and they were building up to Punk versus Tanahashi. So, I mean, I guess if Tana wins, we'll get Punk Tanahashi eventually. But yeah, no, I got to say, I we, we all have mocks for this one. That one's a little bit too obvious, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just want to see... I want to see mocks, like, carry carry the flag again for a bit, you know? Mm. Oh, uh, in, in chat, another Wrestle Baby Sarah, I want to point out the Japanese flag is, in fact, on the belt. It's the flags of Mexico. Okay, that's near the Atlantic. Yeah, Chi- Mexico, you know. China. I don't Not- know. The United Kingdom, well, okay, America, yeah, Canada, okay, and then Japan. Yeah, I don't think that works. I don't, I guess it's just like, at what point does the Atlantic stop becoming the Atlantic? Because technically, no, technically? No, there's not, I don't think there is. I think this is. I don't know about Japan. Japan's a hard sell on <laughs> if it touches the Atlantic. At I all. could. I. I would. It I'm not even like willing to give you wanted, China. It feels like they wanted an intercontinental championship, then realized that couldn't happen, <laughs> and then just fucked it up. So I. I. I honestly, I think it was more the wordplay versus the legitimacy of the title's name versus who could defend it. I think it was it was all for the world wordplay because all elite, all Atlantic, all blank, it fits. I have been informed by chat, no, 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 God, no, the Atlantic very much ends. <laughs> Which is a great sentiment. Which is like, I mean, yeah, because it's like there's no... It stops because there's seven seas... Those aren't even like the the oceans that we have now. That was when the world was much smaller. But there are a lot of oceans. You having fun, buddy? <laughs> How many oceans are there? <laughs> like five. There's four or five. I can't remember exact, but I believe. Five Hold on, oceans. let me just call Tibbs. Why is Tibbs here? No, Tibbs wouldn't. <laughs> Oh, uh, he is a uh, captain, I guess. But no, we don't need to yeah, get. That went to voicemail. Blake, what'd you learn this week? Oh, God, I learned that the only man that Brian Danielson trusts to take his place. He's the Ryback. And I learned that Blake Tanner doesn't know how many oceans there are. There's one ocean. I gotta see this shit for myself. Cut to Blake Tanner's new show where he travels the world on the History Channel counting how many oceans he can find. Yep. And in the end, I'm like, technically, (laughs) there's a one big one. No, it's just you in like a speedboat pointing down at the ocean going, one, 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 and then you like go over an invisible barrier, two, two. (laughs) Um, Now, oceans can only be so big. I'll know when I get there. (laughs) All right. Where can people find you on the internet? 
You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darker Vigia on YouTube, and you can find me. <coughs> oh God, it's coughing. <laughs> oh my God, that was like a scene in a movie where like the old woman's about to reveal she's dying of something horrible. <laughs> that was that was like the moment where you realize, oh no, she's got the disease too. Uh no, I'm just a little under the weather, so there's that. I'll be fine. It's okay. I'll be fine. You see, you just blood in handkerchief. <laughs> yes. You just move on now. <laughs> I'll catch up later. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at scottymo s e o t t y e m o. Check out all the other podcasts from JWF Monday Night Ignition, the show that's suddenly popping off on YouTube. I'm not sure why, but now every Monday people are like, we got to get that ignition. So check it out. If you ever thought wrestling just needed more of me and Blake, you can get it at JWF Ignition or JWF Defiance on YouTube. Also check out The Weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast where myself and my fun fiction partner, Megan Danger, hunt ghosts under our the watchful eye of our director, Charles Kelly. And now I've become a pirate. And if you want to see this pirate hunt down some ghosts and ghoulies and zombos, check it out at jointheweird.com. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out on his me- go check out Megaran on his website. I was about to say go check out Megaran on his mega site. Um That's <laughs> just- so good though! <laughs> It is. Ran, you need to start calling it the mega site. That's right. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember, Toro Yano versus Malachi Black, Tony Khan. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs> <laughs>